do get on each other pretty good out there. Well, that's what that's you know that's, that's what kinda, golf is. Listen, that's right. uh, you and I get on each other here in the studio on the breaks. We won't do it publicly, <laughs> you know, for everybody to call us out. But hey, we love each other. And that's yeah. uh, you know when you love one another and you you just like to have fun with each other. Right. Well, you're right. When you're in a group of guys, or or it doesn't have to be guys, but any family group or friendship group, and of course we're all part of the family of God. You part of the way you know you're included and part of the one of the one of the family is you get teased. In fact, you feel like you're an outsider if you're not exactly. being teased. Right? And look at I think the chosen just to I know we're kind of all over the place here but <laughs> hey, we're ta- getting off sports. We, we've <laughs> Doug will be very happy about that. <laughs> we've talked a lot about the chosen and how good it is, the series, the chosen and uh one of the things I think they do a great job with among many things is the interaction between Jesus and the disciples and mm. the and the there's joking around. Absolutely. I mean, I've always said you couldn't have 13 guys, including Jesus, wandering the roads of Israel for three years. And and obviously there was a lot of very serious, the most serious things in the history of the world. But there had to be a lot of funny things and uh, a lot of uh, teasing and, you know. Well, so. it's one of the things uh, that I actually, uh, uh, Vic and I have spoken, we've talked about this a lot, about the, the chosen. And, uh, you know, it's like whenever you put anything out into the public, it's going to get criticized. It's going to get scrutinized. And and for the most part, I have absolutely no complaints about it. Uh, could, could there be some things? Maybe, but it's not worth it. Right. Um, that's one of the things we enjoy about it is you've got these 12 guys, and uh, they, are, they are a unit. I mean, they are – it doesn't mean they're always getting along. I right. mean, it's very clear. But even Jesus – has fun with them. You got to imagine that was happening. Yeah. You know, yeah. Jesus will make fun of them or tease them or yep. something and I I think it's just great cuz Jesus was human, you know. And and if God created us in his image, which we know he did, and we have a sense of humor, that didn't come by accident, mm-hmm. right? He gave that to us. And uh, you know, one of the great lines in the series, I guess spoiler alert, but this is from season 1, so hopefully everybody's seen it is when they're at the wedding at Cana where Jesus turns the water into wine and Andrew again just a backstory a little dramatic license that the yeah, creators are taking Andrew's a terrible dancer the disciple <laughs> is a terrible dancer at the wedding and they're all making fun of him and somebody says to Jesus after he turns the water into wine and they realize what a miracle he's done just <clears> the few of them somebody says well maybe you can help Andrew with his dancing oh, and Jesus good. says there are some things even I can't help with. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I thought a line like that yeah. is so playful and so it attractive is. and so winsome. Yeah. And uh, John Eldridge has written a lot of books, and I, I like his his books. And uh, one of them is a book about the personality of Jesus and the character traits of Jesus called Beautiful Outlaw. Hmm. And the very first chapter is entitled, or is titled, The Playfulness of Jesus. Yeah. And I'll leave it at that. But it's a really interesting, we don't, we don't necessarily think about that very often, mm-hmm. but to your point, he was human yeah, and he was here for a very specific purpose, clearly. And he, like I said, he was accomplishing a lot of mm. the most serious and unique things in the history of the, of the world. But, but he clearly had that side to him as well and will continue to have that. It's one of the, it, when I, when I do discipleship with a guy, I already know things about you that I can have fun with, you know, and you can receive it because, you know, I love you and it's just 
spot, you know. Yeah. But it's one of the things I ask guys when I meet. What is something that's really quirky about you? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe something you just people, you know, that you even think is funny, yeah. you know. And uh, you know, it could be bad dancing, could be bad singing, could be bad at golf, whatever it is. Uh, listen, we ought to enjoy each other's company. Yeah. Everything doesn't have to be overly serious. Um, there, there's enough serious Absolutely. in the world. I was just thinking that, that yeah. uh, you know, we ought to be able to enjoy each other's company, yeah. and sometimes that is just playing with each other. <laughs> hey, speaking of the chosen, um, so the guy who plays Jesus in the chosen is uh, kind of one of the main characters in a new movie that just came out. I don't know if you're aware of it, but uh, it's uh, the movie uh, Jesus Revolution. And I was just going to look up. So the guy... Jonathan Rumi. Yeah, Jonathan Rumi. Uh, Jonathan Rumi is one of the main characters in this Jesus Revolution movie. I I knew you haven't seen it. I haven't. I texted you yesterday when I got out of the movie and... uh, you know, I, it's kind of like a book. I, I'm, I would never recommend a movie I haven't seen. I'd never recommend a book I haven't read. And uh, uh, you know, and there may be people listening who have seen the movie and may disagree with me. I think it's a phenomenal movie. Mm. I really, really do. I, for me personally, or or maybe theologically, I may not agree with all of Chuck Smith or you know the Calvary Chapel movement. Uh, put that aside. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we would it would be secondary issues uh this movie is absolutely worth going to see mm. uh the acting is excellent the story is excellent you will uh, bring a box of kleenex you're gonna you're gonna need them uh it is an outstanding movie and i highly recommend it it is a um it's directed by john Irwin and brent McCorky. It's based on the book of the same name. Uh, the film follows youth minister Greg Laurie, which many of our audience may be familiar with Greg Laurie, who's played by Joel Courtney. Uh, Christian hippie Lonnie Frisbee, who's played, as you mentioned, Jonathan Rumi, and Pastor Chuck Smith, which is actually played by Kelsey Grammer, mm-hmm. one of my all-time favorites. And they they take part in this the Jesus movement, in California during the late 1960s and into the early 70s. Anyway, uh, this, the movie's just fantastic. And uh, I know I didn't read the book. I don't know if you read the book, but... Uh, I haven't, but I'm fami- like we talked about, I'm familiar with Greg, Greg Laurie and have listened to his uh, radio program many times. I haven't listened in the past few years regularly, but when I used to commute, years ago he was on at the time that i was in my car yeah and i would hear him a lot i forget the name i can hear the theme song it's like new beginning or right um, right but his story of his childhood if you don't know it it's an incredible story yeah they bring it out they bring it out and yeah yeah they bring it out in the story which is fantastic um it just i I don't i don't want to give it away i really want to encourage our listeners to go watch that movie pay the money uh, because here's the reality, and we were talking about this last weekend at the Iron Sharpens Iron Conference. By the way, there's another movie coming out with George Foreman. It's the story of George Foreman mm. and his his uh, redemptive, mm-hmm. uh, his regenerated life mm-hmm. and what happened after that. So I'm excited about that one. Hey, listen, if Hollywood is picking up on the fact that we want some other material, and you know, just just from a pure business standpoint. 
you know, Chick-fil-A could certainly uh, uh, could confirm the fact that there's an audience out there, mm-hmm. people who want to support decent yeah. uh, material. Yeah. We don't need the garbage that is out there. I right. mean, li- listen, we have enough struggles of our own that I don't need this stuff shoved down my throat. Now, right. obviously, I don't go to the, some of the movies that are out today. Yep. I just, you know, either they have some agenda, but, li- you know, they may, you know, I remember I used to hear about movies and I'd read about them. Oh, that's got a political agenda. I don't want to go see that. Listen, the enemy has an agenda. And, uh, you know, it's it's sucking a lot of people in yep. through, you know, through mainstream media and social media alike. And uh, we ought to support things that stand with us, yeah. with what we yeah. agree with. And you made a good point about, and I have been like this in the past, but you made a good point about, don't worry if there's a few things in it that you might not agree with theologically, right? right. I mean, we're, it's a good, you know what, things like that, to me in some ways are helpful because it helps you think about, okay, what do I believe? And if I disagree with that, why do I disagree with it? Mm-hmm. It makes you think through those things. Yep. And I like things like that. Yep. And it doesn't mean that just because there are certain things, as we know, in, in the Bible that are open mm-hmm. to different interpretations that are not salvation type issues, right? What's the old saying? Major on the majors and minor on the minors, right? Yep. Yep. Um, you know, and again, I don't want to go down a rabbit trail, but but baptism might be one of those things, right? Infant versus adult baptism right. and things like <laughs> that. I mean, people disagree on the interpretation of some of that. And so I guess my point is don't let that keep you away from seeing a, a great movie like this. And also, what a great way to start a conversation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with a friend or somebody that doesn't know Jesus. Say, hey, have you seen this movie? I mean, we've I, talked in SWAT so many times and at other events that SWAT has sponsored, like on evangelism, about how, how hard it can be for for the average person to start a conversation with someone about Jesus. Yeah, exactly. And this I, is a great way to do that. I, that's, I was going to say, um, I really... Um, I mean, we, we, we can argue about a lot of different things. Um, and again, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to talk about the movie anymore, but to your point is that why don't we rejoice in the things that we do agree on as long as they're the, the cornerstone of our faith, the things that we may disagree on, um, let that be an opportunity to build a relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you feel very strongly about something, you know, somebody you work with or somebody you, you could be even a family member that doesn't theologically yeah. think like you think, yeah. hey, defend what you do it, but do it in love. Do yeah. it do it with the idea not to prove yourself to be right, but do it with the idea that I love you and I think you're you're missing out yeah. here on this. Yeah. And, uh, and and it might not be exactly the same, but we're going to get into a little of that in this passage where when Paul goes back to Jerusalem, the church at Jerusalem tells him, look, we've got thousands of Jews here that have believed, yeah. and they're worried that you're bringing Gentiles in and that you're you're saying the Mosaic law and the, and the law doesn't matter anymore. Right. And Paul's saying, no, I, you know— I, and this idea that obviously the Jews and the Gentiles converts might have different customs and traditions, but yeah. that didn't mean they weren't still believers right. and part of the family of God. Hey, I think that's an important I, point. It's a good reminder we're all being sanctified. Right. That's right. 
Well, we're coming to our first break here on SWAT Radio. Glad you are with us, as always, here on a Friday afternoon uh, at the Salem Center in Jacksonville. Give us a call at 844-777-7928 if you have a comment or a question, and we will be right back on SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Hi, I'm Barry McGuire. I'm a layman here to remind you that face sharing is a barometer for your spiritual health. Don't just stand there. Say something. How many times have you heard that expression? And how many times have you said it to yourself? And if you think about it, isn't that what the Apostle Paul said in Romans 10, 14? How can they hear about Jesus unless somebody tells them? Even a simple act of kindness, if it's followed by saying a God bless you, and when you say it really meaning it, will move everyone you meet closer to Jesus. Wow, and here's a newsflash. Your purpose is to say something. A hundred years from now, the accomplishments you've worked so hard to achieve will be utterly meaningless, but the rewards for bringing people to salvation will last forever. So don't just stand there, say something. If you need help sharing your faith, go to igniteamerica.com. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes here with you on a Friday afternoon. And uh, we are glad There's you're major with delays us. heading toward downtown uh, because of a crash on I-10 eastbound before I-95 northbound, blocking you, the off-ramp left lane. You didn't know you were going to get lane. weather. Also, there's an accident on I-95 northbound at 8th Street, blocking the left lane. And there's a crash I-95 northbound at University Boulevard. Yeah, I don't Mostly know cloudy tonight, low 66. Jeremy, Saturday, partly sunny, high like 80. That. From the Traffic and Weather <laughs> Center, I'm AJ. Here. Okay, maybe AJ's done for good. <laughs> Thanks, AJ, for that update. I'm going to turn around and see if AJ's over there. <laughs> well, hey, every once in a while, we have some little little hiccups in the program. It just proves that it's that, live. It's actually happening. That's right. Right? We can't go back and no. edit that now. That sounds like that was some kind of pre-programmed thing. <laughs> I just got a text from James Grimm. I need to text, Je- hey, James, you think you can edit that one out? <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, before we jump into the text, and we're going to be in uh, in Acts chapter twenty one, verses seventeen through the. Are we all the way through the end of yeah, the chapter? Pretty much. We are, and, and obviously, uh, I was I was out yesterday. Uh, Doug had a guest in, and uh, but Doug and I've had a good discussion this week. If we as we've kind of worked through this together, but I'm always excited to do this with you, David. Uh, had Craig Henderson in last week. We kind of did the same thing. It's just so encouraging that as we read through the Word and that we ask the Lord to, God, show us what you want us to see, uh, but ultimately uh, change our hearts, change our lives. But before we did, I wanted to, we were talking about that Jesus revolution. I was, I pulled up this. This was in USA Today, not, not a regular uh, piece of uh, material I usually read, but Kelsey Grammer who won five Emmys and three Golden Globes for his work in Frasier, um, The Simpsons, and Boss. I didn't really watch The Simpsons, nor did I watch Boss. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you and I are of that generation of Frasier. Great show. And then uh, I think early COVID, Vicky and I started watching Frasier. And I'm telling you, that's some of the best TV. It, is a, it is a fantastic show. Uh, the inner yeah anyway it's so good I've but got anyway them all. it says uh the decorated actor says his greatest work might be the christian drama jesus revolution which mm-hmm. is what we were just talking about uh, don't believe him just ask his wife kate walsh kate walsh said this it's really uplifting it's a good movie grammar says my wife and i saw it together she was just dissolved in tears and mm-hmm. said it's the best thing you've ever done wow now that's powerful it is and it and listen i think frazier's amazing but the story it's not about him and it's mm-hmm. not even about chuck smith who he plays it's about a move of god in a generation where there's a lot of confusion going yeah. on i think i may have even mentioned that in my text yesterday it reminds me a lot of what we're seeing in our culture today right there's so much confusion. There's so much darkness. And, you know, it's just, uh, anyway, that's all well, I'm going to say. Go, yeah, go watch the movie. And it's that's really an good. interesting point about that there's so much confusion and darkness, and yet look what's happening. The Chosen is such a popular and well-received yeah. and well-done series. This movie is out. And I know we, you and I talked about this a little a couple of weeks ago, I guess. It, but that, And I don't know a lot about it, but the the um the revival movement that happened at that college is it was it asbury or yes uh, asbury it went on for 13 days right right and it was they and i again i haven't really heard anything from it i've just read a little bit but it sounds like it was very genuine and there was some prayer and repentance going on and it was student-led and again maybe some things in there that that we might disagree with theologically but certainly um seemed like it was genuine yeah and I have uh, had a few people ask me about it. I have, I haven't done a deep dive right. into Neither it. Neither have I. Um, Neither have I, I. So I don't want to speak on it. I do. Listen, uh, who am I to to say? Now I haven't been there, so I haven't heard the teaching. Right. But uh, yeah, it's exciting to see. At least there's some interest out there exactly. for the things of God. Exactly. I just pray that uh, if there is something like that happening, that there's some good leadership, you know, right. some good theological leadership. Right. Well, you can so. certainly be zealous for things that are false. Right. Exactly. <laughs> as we exactly. know. As we yeah. know. So, yep. Yep. well, like you said, Brett, we're in Acts uh, 
21 verses 17 to 40. It is a long passage. So uh, I was going to go ahead and read that yeah, for let's us do it. right now yep. uh, so we can have enough time. I, you you might have heard, I don't know if you heard this, I put Craig Henderson, poor Craig, up against the clock about a week and a half ago, and I had him read a passage, and uh, he was literally, it's like the shot clock, it was almost a shot clock violation. I think we've done that before. Right up against the break. I think Doug has said, you want to go ahead and read that? And I'll look, I'll look at my clock, and I've got like 42 <laughs> seconds to get it read. Well, you've got like nine minutes Yeah, this to, is a lot of verses, but I think we can do it. Okay, so, so let me just, I don't want to, uh, I want our listeners, as you're listening again, Friday afternoon, we call it kind of Disciple Friday, Discipleship Friday, we're going to read through the text. And, and, you know, it, it's kind of what is it that comes off at you? So as you're listening to David read it <clears throat> with his fantastic radio voice, <clears throat> anyway, uh, listen for what kind of comes out even as you're hearing the Word of God read, and then we'll talk about those kind of things. Yeah, and the questions that we tend to use as a framework are, <laughs> you know, like Brad said, what stands out? Who do we identify with? What does the passage teach us about God and about people? Mm-hmm. And then at the end, so what? You know, what are we going to do with what we've learned yeah. from this passage? Yeah. How is it going to change yep. us? All right, this is Acts 21, verses 17 through 40. And again, this is Luke writing, <laughs> When we had come to Jerusalem, the brothers received us gladly. On the following day, Paul went in with us to James, and all the elders were present. After greeting them, he related one by one the things that God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. And when they heard it, they glorified God. And they said to him, You see, brother, how many thousands there are among the Jews of those who have believed. They are all zealous for the law, and they have been told about you that you teach all the Jews who are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, telling them not to circumcise their children or walk according to our customs. What then is to be done? They will certainly hear that you have come. Do therefore what we tell you. We have four men who are under a vow. Take these men and purify yourself along with them and pay their expenses so that they may shave their heads. Thus all will know that there is nothing in what they have been told about you, but that you yourself also live in observance of the law. But as for the Gentiles who have believed, we have sent a letter with our judgment that they should abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols and from blood and from what has been strangled and from sexual immorality. Then Paul took the men, and the next day he purified himself along with them and went into the temple, giving notice when the days of purification would be fulfilled and the offering presented for each one of them. When the seven days were almost completed, the Jews from Asia, seeing him in the temple, stirred up the whole crowd and laid hands on him, crying out, Men of Israel, help! This is the man who is teaching everyone everywhere against the people and the law and this place. Moreover, he even brought Greeks into the temple and has defiled this holy place. For they had previously seen Trophimus, the Ephesian, with him in the city, and they supposed that Paul had brought him into the temple. Then all the city was stirred up, and the people ran together. They seized Paul and dragged him out of the temple, and at once the gates were shut. And as they were seeking to kill him, word came to the tribune of the cohort that all Jerusalem was in confusion. He at once took soldiers and centurions and ran down to them. And when they saw the tribune and the soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. Then the tribune came up and arrested him and ordered him to be bound with two chains. 
He inquired who he was and what he had done. Some in the crowd were shouting one thing, some another. And, and as he could not learn the facts because of the uproar, he ordered him to be brought into the barracks. And when he came to the steps, he was actually carried by the soldiers because of the violence of the crowd. For the mob of the people followed, crying out, Away with him. As Paul was about to be brought into the barracks, he said to the tribune, May I say something to you? And he said, Do you know Greek? Are you not the Egyptian then who recently stirred up a revolt and led the 4,000 men of the assassins out into the wilderness? Paul replied, I am a Jew from Tarsus in Cilicia, a citizen of no obscure city. I beg you, permit me to speak to the people. And when he had given him permission, Paul, standing on the steps, motioned with his hand to the people. And when there was a great hush, he addressed them in the Hebrew language, saying, and stay tuned. <laughs> May God bless the reading of his word. Uh, I know that was a lot of lot of uh, text, a lot of a lot of ground to cover there. And there's, boy, I was just, once again, my, I, my Bible's full of notes, but uh, there's a lot of areas within there that you could dig into. So, Again, the question that you know we ask, and David does this, as do I, when we are discipling another brother, is as you read through that text, what is is there something like just catches your attention? Yeah. You know, I was I was driving. I had a, a meeting this morning at seven o'clock out at the beach, and I was driving, obviously heading east uh, from in town. And this morning's sunrise was so spectacular. In fact, actually, I didn't even really even get to the sunrise because the sun had not yet come up. But the lighting was so phenomenal that I had to turn everything off. I was listening to a podcast, good podcast, too. I just turned it off just and just kind of was just speaking to God as I'm sitting there watching this. You know, what is it that gets our attention enough? Yeah that we might praise God for, yeah. you know, and I'm, I know we're going to take a break, but maybe think about it from that standpoint. We are going to take our break at the bottom of the hour here for the news. You're listening to SWAT Radio, David Gray and Brad Sykes. Doug McCary is off today. He will be back on Monday. We invite you to call us at 844-777-7928. If you have a comment or a question, and we will be right back after the break. Does it teach us about men and women? And uh, also, uh, how can we be different? How should we live differently? What what has changed in us because uh, we've been exposed and, and the Holy Spirit has ministered to our hearts uh, from this passage? So we're just starting those questions now. And Brad, we were starting to talk before the break about what, what jumps out at us here. And there's a lot. There I have a, I have a few different things here, not just one. Well, but. please, uh, th- there you go. <laughs> well, certainly uh, the, the, the first thing to me, just this idea that when Paul gets to, to Jerusalem and he's greeted by the leaders uh, and the elders, it, it, the scripture specifically mentions James, the brother of Jesus, and he's now leading what clearly is a large local church here in Jerusalem and, and obviously the original church, right? In Jerusalem. Right, right. And I just got to thinking about James, similar to, to Paul. James 
is Jesus' brother, and he didn't believe in him. Right, exactly. For, for quite a while. Yeah. And th- there's a verse, Mark 3.21, that talks about Jesus' family coming to try to corral him mm. and take him back to Nazareth because they thought he was out of his mind. Yeah, exactly. It says that yeah. right in the scripture. They yeah. thought he was out of his mind. And, and I'm assuming James was part of that group. Now, you wonder if Mary was because Mary knew. <laughs> right. Uh, but... But I don't know exactly who was part of that family group that thought he was out of his mind, but you got to believe there's a good chance James was one of them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And here now he is as the leader of the church in in Jerusalem. And and I got thinking about that, about it's very similar to Paul. Paul is the the anti-believer, if you will, right? (laughs) Because he doesn't believe Jesus. He's going around participating in the persecution of followers of Christ. Yeah. And right there when Stephen is martyred, holding the coats and giving his approval. And yet God changed both James and Paul, the unlikeliest of yeah. guys, yeah. to become his servants. And um and not just, I mean, yes, his servants, but leaders, right? Leaders, servants yielded to the spirit willing to be martyred yeah for the cause that they rejected um originally you know when when on the road to damascus as we'll see even in next uh, next week's study is you know paul again rehashing what he's you know how his experience is with jesus Mm. you know uh, jesus said why are you persecuting me right you know this is a guy like you said this is a guy who's persecuting the body of Christ, the believers, and here he is now. Talk about a, a regenerated heart. Yeah. And clearly that's no accident on God's part. This yeah. wasn't just some random choice. God took the person who was among the, the, the biggest persecutors of the church. I was going to say, you, you, you look at, at Saul, who has been unleashed by the enemy, by the devil, to persecute the church. He hits the road to Damascus. God regenerates his heart. Now, fast forward several years, Paul radically unleashed by the power of God's Spirit mm-hmm. to do the work of the ministry. Right. You, you, you think you're a lost cause? <laughs> you know, you, you just realize God is... He wants that for all of us. Yeah. I'm not saying your ministry is necessarily right. like Paul's is, but if you wonder whether or not God can do crazy, radical things in your life, no question. Yeah, no question. I was thinking the same thing. Paul is a is a model of all of us. Your point is well taken. We're not all going to have the ministry. Nobody else did. Right. Exactly. And the impact. Yeah maybe that Paul had. He wrote most of the New Testament. But it's the same in terms of we may not be out persecuting. We may not have been out in right. human terms persecuting other you know believers, but we persecute Jesus, right, when we sin against him in unbelief and yeah. when we're not believers. We're, we're in the same boat. Yeah. We may not have been present holding coats at the murder of a, of a believer— but but as far as our relationship with God goes and being separated from God and under his wrath, mm-hmm. we're in the exact same boat. Yeah. 
No question. And that if God can change Paul, to your point, he can he will regenerate and and adopt into his family any mm-hmm. of us who believe. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so, yeah, I just thought that that picture of James and Paul in these leadership roles and in these incredibly impactful roles after what they had been, it just really stood out to me, yeah. right? That God, yeah. God works in mysterious ways, as Scripture says, and he had it planned all along that these guys would be his mm-hmm. his 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 leaders in these situations and just the one other thing related to that was when when James and the elders say to Paul look all the Jews that have believed there's the law and and Moses and all of this is still really important to them they understand that the law doesn't save them cuz they've now believed the gospel mm-hmm. that Jesus saves mm-hmm. them but that doesn't mean yeah. and rightly so that the law isn't important to God it, yeah. of course it is yeah and so Paul takes the steps to show them, look, I'm not saying you have to abandon your Jewishness. Yeah, exactly. Right? And, and then the same thing with the Gentiles. When they talk about the letter they wrote, they didn't make the Gentiles become Jewish yeah. to be believers. Yeah. And, and, in, and in 1 Corinthians 9, Paul talks about that where he says, I've become all things to all people. Yeah. Not not in a way that allows for, you know, different different you know, truths, if you will. There's only one truth, which is scripture, but he doesn't, they're not making, God does not make people lose their customs and traditions and their culture Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as long as those things don't interfere with the truth of the gospel and scripture. So I thought that was really interesting too. Couldn't have said that better. It's so, so true. And I'm with you as I'm highlighting as I'm going through and I'm seeing things, uh, you know, even right off the bat there in verse 19 says after greeting them this is paul he related one by one the things god had done now the things god had done not the things paul had done the things that god had done and not just that but one by one he details each one of those and i'm thinking about all the things that that paul that god has done through paul i mean I don't know how it doesn't say how long they were in this meeting, but that had to be a pretty long meeting, you know. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Lucky nobody fell out the window. I was and thinking fell the exact same thing. I hope it was on the first yeah, floor. Exactly. But anyway, they, I think that, and and then eventually it says, and when they heard it, what happens? They glorified God, which yeah. is the one who should be glorified for these things. And they said to him, "You see, brothers, how many thousands there are among the Jews." Uh, it, it's in fact, I think we talked about this. That thousands is actually the word myriad. It's tens of thousands, and uh, you know, again, here's Saul. Just a few years earlier, right? The impact Paul is having as a as a man of God who has surrendered to the will of God and to the Word of God can be used powerfully. Mm. And uh, it's just, I don't know, that's one of the things that kind of stood out. I think the other thing is, uh, and I know this kind of highlights some of what we were talking about. Number one was God calls us to glorify him, you know, to glorify God through how he works through us. Mm -hmm. The other is that Paul comes under the submission of the elders that are in place and, you know, I don't think I think it's easy to read past this and not really get a grip on this but the reality here Paul is finishing his third missionary journey I mean this guy has been beaten shipwrecked 
you know, snake bit, you name it. He's had it. Listen, these elders had not experienced that. And I'm not saying they weren't experiencing some persecution. Right. Maybe not to the level that Paul, but Paul is still recognizing they're in authority. I'm going to come under that authority. Uh, Listen, you ever, you ever come under authority, David, under someone's authority you didn't necessarily agree with? Mm -hmm. Sure. I mean, there's lots of times I'm going down the road and I'm going, why is this speed limit 35 miles an hour? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, those are the things that we do and, and. You know, I think there's so much in our world today, and I, I don't want to get into the application at this point. We'll do that on the next segment. But, you know, we we, we were just talking about it a minute ago, even related to the movies and the, the things that we should be rejoicing over. We tend to complain over the things we dislike, yeah. or I, didn't, I don't like the way they did that. You right. know, whether it's, uh, you know, you're parking at your church or the color of the carpet or yep. whatever it is, the things we complain over, and yet they are glorifying God and mm. what God has done. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, yep. anyway, there's some other things I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's a great point. And I uh, I was also thinking about, yeah, this is just in a broad sense, in verses 27 through 36, where the crowd goes berserk, right? And yeah, It's exactly. very much like the, and it's interesting it says the Asians, um, the Jews from Asia, they were probably the ones from uh, Ephesus. They were probably the ones that caused the uproar, you know, great as Artemis of the Ephesians <laughs> yeah. for two hours. They were probably a lot of those people. But And remember, they're in Jerusalem because of Pentecost. Right, exactly. Passover and then Pentecost. Yeah. And, yeah. and so they caused this uproar, and there's no trial or anything. They're just going to seize him and kill him. Yeah. And then they're at the end of that section. They're yelling as the tribe, the Tribune is taking him away. They're yelling away with him. Mm. Isn't that similar to crucify him? Yeah, right. Exactly. And they were trying to kill him. I just thought the parallel to Jesus there is so striking that they're all trying to basically just seize him and kill him with with without evidence, with yeah. no trial, and yeah. yelling away with him just reminded me so much of the crowd yelling crucify him and uh, i think that's intentional as well paul oh, absolutely paul is following in the footsteps of jesus and yeah. doing what he said he was willing to do yeah which was yeah. be put to death for for the sake of christ well and this kind of goes to you know what does this say about man i i think i bring this up a lot as i read scripture oftentimes what i'm i'm not this isn't an elevation of man this is a this is an elevation or glorification of god when a man comes under the authority of God's will, God's purposes, is that Paul is willing to submit to the authority for the bigger picture. And the bigger picture, nobody understands the bigger picture more than Paul does, Mm -hmm. as it's demonstrated even later in this passage, which I want to get into in a minute. But the reality is Paul is willing to submit to the authority because he knows not only is it God's will – but good's going to come out of that. Yeah, yeah. There is a bigger purpose than your own flesh, than right. your own desire or your taste or what you would do. Paul is thinking of others first, so much to the point where he's doing things that he may not have done had those guys not been there. That's he's, right. He's listening to the wisdom of those who he has been surrounded by. And it was Paul who wrote the words, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Yeah. He's following the, the, you know, so clearly, like to your point, he had that in his heart. Yeah. That, that was yeah. real. Yeah. So.
We are going to take our last break of the day here on SWAT Radio. Give us a call at 844-777-7928. If you have a comment or a question on anything that we've discussed today or this week with Brad and Doug. Glad you're with us, and we'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes here in our last segment, and we are looking at another little blip here. Oh, there we go. It's off. We're looking at Acts chapter 21, uh, verses 17 through 40, and we've been looking at that through the lens of our questions about what what stands out to us, what does it teach us about God and about people, and how can we apply the lessons we've learned uh, from the Spirit as we've been in this uh, section. And Brad, you know, just to follow up for a second on something you mentioned, you know, in this uh, under this question of what does the passage teach us about God, as you were talking about how Paul. And it must have been a long meeting, like you said, relayed to the elders all the things that had happened one I by mean, one, one by one. Yeah, yeah, on his on his journey, um, it made me think of the very first verse of Acts, which Luke says he writing to Theophilus. He says, "In my former book, I told I wrote about all the things that Jesus began yep. to do and teach." Mm-hmm. And then and then thinking about Paul relating all the things that happened on his journey. And then James and the elders talking about the the myriad, as you said, of believers among the Jews around Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. It just struck me, Jesus is doing all this, like you said. He's exactly. he's faithful to carry out his promise, and 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 then and then they're t- so Paul's talking about all the Gentiles that have believed. James and the elders are talking about all the Jews that have believed, and it made me think of you know, that God is faithful to carry out his promise to fill his family yeah. with Revelation 7, 9, yeah. a great multitude no one could count, 
from every nation, tribe, people, and language. Amen. Yeah. So this idea, yeah. and let me just go off on a little tangent here for a second. This idea that we hear in the media and in culture today that Christians are anti or or this or that in mm-hmm. terms of people groups or or cultures or races or whatever it is. Revelation 7-9, God is filling his family with a multitude that no one can count from every nation, tribe, people, yep. and language. Yep. So if you if if someone is a true believer, right, they believe this. Yeah, that's right. And you and I have been you've been to India with mm-hmm. Doug. I've been there for work. You know, we've been to the Philippines. We know that there's people out there very different from us. Mm-hmm. But in the most important aspect of all, they are just like us because yeah. they belong to Christ. Yeah. yeah. And and they are our family. And and so I just you know, all this lying in the culture that Christianity is biased or prejudiced against all these peoples and cultures and groups is the biggest lie of the devil. Oh, absolutely is. It's one of his biggest lies. And yeah. it's it's just, we, we need to remember that and we need to tell people that yeah. and point people to that. Well, and it's a good reminder even to, to us regularly. So those listening, those who may be hearing this on a podcast, is that you know you? I think you were talking about Acts one eight. Says you, you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and 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 it says that uh, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Ju- in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And I've been. I don't know that I've been to the end of the earth. I've been to some places that should be the end of the earth. Yep. But uh, the reality is, and I think. That's kind of what I wanted to get at here, even as I was reading through this. Paul's uh, Paul's love for these people, uh, his his love not only for the thousands and maybe ten thousands that are there, uh, and his willingness to come under the the authority of the elders, really demonstrates a love for God because God is the one who puts authority in place. Mm-hmm. But love for people. We always repeat the Shema, that we would love God and that we would love people. Mm-hmm. But authority is God's design. He, he He puts authority in our life. Paul loves God. He's willing to come under, humble himself, come under that authority. Why? Because he loves people. He mm-hmm. wants to love people. Demonstrated not only in the believers, because this is where Maybe the media in our days think, well, we're a bunch of bigoted, racist, whatever, right. whatever you want to call us, right. when really under the power of the Spirit, that's not true. No. That is absolutely Should not true. Should be the complete opposite, right? So much so that when you look at this chapter, Acts 21, specifically from, say, 33 till maybe to the end of the chapter— I mean, it says here there, there is a literal riot going on, and they are wanting to do away with Paul. Mm-hmm. L- literally, you use the word crucify him, which is what they used in Greece when Jesus. Yep. Uh, but that's what they want. They want him killed. Yep. They want G- they want Paul gone. And yet, what happens here? And this is kind of just real conviction at my heart. Is it said he said to the tribute the tribune, 
may I say something yes. to you? And and he said, do you, do you know Greek? Goes on, and in verse 39, Paul replied, so so they, they you know, this tribune th- is confused with who Paul really is, maybe confusing him with some guy who's an assassin out there. But in verse 39, Paul replies, he says, I'm a Jew from Tarsus in Cilicia, a citizen of no obscure city. Look at those words right there. I beg you, permit me to speak to the people. The whole reason he was rushing back for Pentecost. Exactly. Because he knew there would be so many people there. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, I don't know that 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 phrase, I beg yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. You know, how many times have you said, God, you know, we're, we're in that state where we'll beg for something. Now, I know that seems absurd, but the reality is, Paul, that is a interesting phrase mm. that Paul uses there. Yeah. Paul knows he's, his, his death is imminent. Yep. It's coming. Yep. And yet he wants these people who want him dead, he's, he's begging them. He's begging the tribune, let me share the gospel. Yeah. Are we begging God to give us opportunities to share the gospel? Yeah, that's a great takeaway. That gets us into that last question of so what? That's a great takeaway. Are we, to your point, are we that committed? Yeah. Are we? Are we? Or, or even are we asking God to your point to give us opportunities like yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. Well, it, those opportunities are all over the place. Yeah. You yeah. know, it it it's Paul's literal. I mean, Paul is in bondage now. If you're if you're in a cell somewhere and you know you you have access to nobody, then I understand begging God. Mm-hmm. Listen, you don't have to beg God for an opportunity to speak. Yeah, uh, we have free speech. At least last time I heard, mm-hmm. uh, today, right now, yep. uh, we have the ability to get behind a mic and broadcast our words all over the place. Yeah, Paul didn't have that. Yeah, Paul's been bound. He's been beaten and and all he wants is to be able to share the gospel yeah. with these people who really want him dead yeah yeah well it reminds me of his other comment and i forget chapter and verse you may know where it is but when he said i'd blot my own name out mm-hmm. of the book of life i'd have my own name blotted exactly. out if it would save my countrymen right and so his love to your point his love for these people is is it's and it's not just lip service. <laughs> Clearly, no. He's absolutely. demonstrating his willingness to go through what he's gone through to to try to reach them. Well, I mean, we think about the First Corinthians eight, uh, excuse me, nine. I think we even read it earlier this week. That in verse twenty, to the Jews, I became a Jew yeah. in order to be in order to what win Jews uh, to those under the law became as one under the law, though not being myself under the law. He says that I might win those under the law. What To what extent do you love God? Mm-hmm. I mean, at what point do you, you say, well, I don't love you that much, God, or I don't love my neighbor that much? And that's where I was convicted, even, even back going back to Monday of this week or mm-hmm. last week when we first read this text. That's what stood out to me yeah. is there are so many boundaries that I have put in place on my love for for me for others and my love for God. If I love God, then I'll go where God wants me to go, yeah. and I'll say what God wants me to say, yeah. and I'll do what God wants me to do, and I'll deal with the consequences of that. That's Paul, yeah. right there. Right, right. Not only will are we willing to deal with the consequences, but knowing God will deal with them 
however he sees fit. You know, I, yeah. that was that's a good unintentional segue on your part into another thing that I think is a, ta- a so what takeaway for me, and that is I mentioned earlier about how much the crowd trying to seize Paul and kill him and what they're yelling reminded me of what they did to Jesus. Yes, exactly. And I think the reminder and the takeaway for me is people are going to think all the time that they're in control, right? <laughs> the world thinks it's in control. Oh, right? I think I'm in control a well, lot of times, right? Well, it's right? Exactly. Yeah. So do I. Yeah. It's tough enough for believers not to, to be reminded of this. Right. But I guess this is a, why it's a good reminder for me. But those who aren't believers the only thing they have to trust in are, are worldly things, yep. including themselves. Yep. yep. And they are always going to think they're in control. One of the things I'm really looking forward to in The Chosen to see how they handle this in future seasons, one passage that's all, well, they handled this in season in season three when, when in Nazareth, Jesus is about to be thrown off the cliff for declaring that he's the Messiah. And, and it's like the scripture says, he just walks through them, walks through the crowd. Right. In Gethsemane, when the when the Roman legion or the centurion comes to, and there's a thousand Roman soldiers, mm-hmm. whatever it is, they say we're looking for Jesus of Nazareth, and he says, "I'm he," and they all fall down. Yeah, who's in control? Mm. He's giving himself up willingly. No, like he said, nobody takes his life from him. Nobody took his life. Yeah. He gave it up yeah. Yeah. voluntarily, and I think. Yeah. Paul knew that in this passage. The crowd is not in control. If they were in control, they would have killed him right on the spot. But the tribune comes out, the cohort comes out, and they carry him away from that because mm-hmm. God was not, mm. that wasn't the time mm. for Paul to be killed. Uh, and he's going to be allowed to speak. That's right. So yeah. God, anyway. has, God has numbered our days. We even talked about that this week. That And, and this is maybe a good fall, a, a good end to our program today. Um is for me the takeaway is God's given me a voice. He's given me a certain amount of time. He's given me gifts, and the main gift is the gift of Christ, the gospel. And uh, we were looking at Philippians 2 this week at church. Verse 14 says, Do all things without grumbling or questioning, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. We are living in a crooked and perverse generation. God's given you a voice. He's given you the gospel, and he's given you today. Gosh, may we be good stewards of that and proclaim the gospel. Great way to end the program and a great way to end the week. Go see Jesus Revolution this weekend. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more and take some calls on that next week. Thank you.